630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. You will never guess what our next guest wrote in on to be here this morning. I didn't, I thought he would just sort of bring it along with him, but I didn't think he would actually take it to the streets in the dead of winter with all that snow that fell on the ice. And sure, roads and sidewalks have been cleared off, but still. Still, yeah. There's no, they, you know, they take off those lime scooters uh, during the winter for good reason. So faint-hearted folks. What the heck was Terry O'Neill doing, coming in with a unicycle, an electric unicycle, or an electric skateboard, whatever the, the terminology is, in the dead of winter after the season's <laughs> largest snowfall? Terry. Uh, what what was was why why did you do that? <laughs> well, uh, how you, did you do that? I'll, I'll tell you how I got here. So electric unicycles, everybody's seen them. And when I started out, I had a little commuting issue. I needed to go back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. It's kind of awkward. I live on Mill Creek Ravine, work downtown, and there is no good way for me to get there. LRT, whatever. There's all taking me a long time to get there. So I thought, okay, I'll try this wacky thing called electric unicycles and see if they work. So I did that. This was the summer, and it was working for me, right? I managed to make it work, and I was going to work on 15 minutes. It had been taking me up to an hour. And then I'd never tried to, never imagined that I would ride in the winter, but winter comes gradually, right? And certainly so, this year it did. And not this did. Yeah, exactly. But that year, it comes a little bit, a little bit of snow falls. You try it out, and it kind of works. And you try it out a little bit more, a little bit colder, that's kind of working, right? And this went on and on and on until one day... Now. Those days I was kind of shy, so I would go to work like four o'clock in the morning because I didn't want people to look at this kook riding this weird vehicle <laughs> around because they're kind of new. So one morning at four o'clock in the morning, it had rained overnight, <laughs> and you know one of those days where the whole city is just covered with you know ice, and I didn't really realize it because I was so comfortable on the wheel until I got to the bottom, like 83rd Avenue, this Uh-oh. little hollow, and then boom, down I went. And it was so slippery that I could not even, I could barely stand up on the ice to get it up again. And I looked at it and I said, okay, so I got about a kilometer and a half to go home or I got about three and a half kilometers to get to work. What should I do? I went to work. And I figured, hey man, if I could deal with that, the worst possible conditions ever, I can deal with anything. So I rode to work every day since then. It's been seven years now. Oh, I've wow. been riding back and forth to work. I've ridden through rainstorms and a near tornado that happened one time downtown Edmonton and whatnot. It was just, it's crazy. But they're so stable and they're so easy to use. And once you get to ride in them, it's totally like just walking, right? <laughs> so if you can walk and maintain your, your composure in different weather conditions, then you can ride one of these. There's been many times, like they look crazy, but there's been many times where I've ridden past bicycles with, you know, their whole geared up and their studded tires and whatnot, and they'll go down and I'll slide on by. Can you describe what they look like for, for people who are listening and they're going, okay, what, yeah. what are these things? So electric unicycle, basically it's a wheel, one wheel. Imagine you take a bicycle and you take away everything except the wheel and you put a little motor on top. And that's about it. And then two pedals on the side so that you can stand on it. So imagine you're standing on your bicycle axle, for example, and then you just lean forward. It's like a Segway. I don't know if people Mm -hmm. know the Segway. So you lean forward and you go forward and then you kind of lean back and you go and you go backwards. But what I always say is it's not so much leaning when you walk, 
You do the same thing. When you walk forward, you're basically leaning forward, and your legs stop you from, like your stepping stops you from falling forward. I, I've always been fascinated by these, and I've seen people going by them, and I'm like, man, I'd kind of like to try that. But you know what? I think I'm just, uh, I don't know. That's got to be for for young folks. It's got to be for kids. And then, and if not to tell, tell tales out of school, Terry, you walked in the room, and your hair is silver, yes. and you ain't no kid. Exactly. <laughs> in fact, most of us early adopters, I mean, they're kind of expensive, especially in the early days. Mm-hmm. Most of the early adopters were middle-aged to older men, to be quite yeah. honest. And wheels weren't as powerful then as they are today. We still have the good little commuter wheels, but nowadays the wheels have got a lot more powerful and there's lots of young guys riding around doing absolutely crazy stuff, like <laughs> jumping around in mountains and doing all kinds of trick riding and so forth, which is not me. My job get back and forth to work and enjoy, you know, some rides around the city, down the river valley and whatnot. So, cool. But yeah, it's for it's for anybody. The really, the main thing people need to take away from this is it's nowhere near as hard as it looks. So if you- I did try it, but you, the one you brought in is one that you're really good with and it's smaller, it's a little harder to mount, it's not yep. what you would put a beginner on normally. And so I go, I want to try it. You know, I, yeah, it was not very good. Yeah, so- <laughs> So what we do in our training, basically what you need to learn is how to get on and get off. The actual riding part is just trivial. You get up to 20 kilometers an hour and you're done. And by the way, there is some training. We're going to tell you how you can do that. But yeah, sorry, yep. uh, Terry, go ahead and tell us what we learned. So once you learn the trick of how to get on and off, which is, I won't get into it today, but <laughs> but once you learn that trick, then everything else is is a piece of cake. So so that's when we, when we get into the training program. What we do is we show people how to get on, get going, and then how to get how to stop. Of course, if you can't stop when you learn to ride, then that's not a good thing. That's probably right? no. worse. <laughs> how how dangerous are these? Because I was doing a little bit of research, and there was a model one wheel. Is that the same thing? It was recalled in the states after four deaths, multiple injuries. Uh, is that is that sort of the same thing, or are there um, multiple injuries with I'm this? I'm not sure that's referring to, but it's it's like a bicycle in the sense of if you ride a bicycle at high speeds or in get in if you run into a car or something, you're going to have exactly the same situation. So for me, it's safer uh, doing what I do, which is commuting back and forth to work and going to the grocery store to buy some milk, whatever. It's totally safe. So I've been riding for seven years and I'm still here. <laughs> I would think that like a big rock would just, uh, uh, you know, uh, overturn you. Just sort of like if I'm rollerblading down the streets, uh, if, exactly. I hit, if, so if I hit, if I hit, don't ride over the big rock. Right, so that's easier said than done, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, well, this is one of the reasons why they're safer than bicycles. Is that we are more agile than bicycles. So if there is a rock, so if you're gonna if you hit a bicycle, and you or if you're on a bicycle and you hit that rock, you're gonna go down. And if you're on a unicycle, if you hit the rock, you're probably gonna go down also. But for us, it's very easy because it's only a very small thing. It's one wheel. A week and, and it's totally intuitive to stop because it's just, you know, okay, stand up. So, and it's very easy to navigate around little obstacles like that. So, one of the things that we do in our summer sessions at Ritchie is we set up cones and you can do weave drills through the cones, right? And no bicycle could get through those same cones because the, they're spaced too closely together. So, it's another reason why we're better around pedestrians. So, Bicycles like to go at a certain speed, and below that, it's hard for them to balance, and they don't want to stop and start. But for us, 
we can go as slow as pedestrians, and we're quote, totally cool with doing that, right? Because yeah. it's not causing us any problems. Derry, stick around here. We're going to take a quick commercial break. I want to come back and find out more about this training that's uh, available in cooperation with the Ritchie Community League, but also some of the rules. Are, are is, is this just uh, anarchy on the roads? Are there any rules around these things? We'll dive into that when we come back. We're chatting this morning with Terry O'Neill from Yeg Wheel, uh, which is the, the, the electric unicycle. It's just, just, it is exactly like that old cartoon from BC, the BC comic strip, where you saw the one guy who would rip around on a wheel. It looks ex- almost exactly like that. You don't wear the same outfit. But other than that, it looks almost or the same. Or you could. I suppose and you could. And it'll be on Yeg Wave pretty fill, darn fast. <laughs> fill your boots if you want to. I take there, requests. <laughs> I take requests. Are there any rules around who can operate them, where you can operate them, how fast they can go, how fast do they go? And can you so, put them on the sidewalk, or do they have to be in a bike lane or a road? Okay, Lots so, of questions. So first of all, it's, it's kind of nebulous. So let's talk about the practical aspects of it. There are bigger wheels and there are smaller wheels, and I like to like the wheel I brought here today, it's only a 10-inch wheel, and I call it an indoor wheel. So as I could say, I could ride around, I was riding around in your hallway here for a little while. So those wheels, you can ride them anywhere, You and they don't go very fast, so riding them on sidewalks probably isn't a bad thing. They have small wheels. At the very top end, we have the latest wheels, which are like $6,000 Canadian, and they will take you to Red Deer. So wow. without without a charge, right? How fast? And the latest one coming out will do ninety kilometers an hour. Oh, oh. what? Right. Oh. So, so oh. those go. So the point I do ninety k on my motorcycle. So I don't know. Is that different? So the point is, there's a wide range of mm. of wheels, right? And then you got everything in between, right? So you pick the wheels for this. this but situation you, but you, you know, you mentioned a motorcycle, but you you need a license for that. Yes. You don't need a license for this? Or you so need right a driver's now, license? Or we kind of live in, because they're such novel devices, we kind of live in a gray zone. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Is it a bicycle? Is it a car? It's not really defined as anything at all. So, so we've been operating quite happily in this gray region for the past seven years. So I've got about 25,000 kilometers between our group. We probably have, oh, I don't know, maybe close to a million kilometers of riding around Edmonton, <laughs> right? So and we and we give demos to the police all the time and whatnot. So, but that said, every once in a while there is a situation where somebody looks at somebody like a police person looks at somebody riding down the road at 50 kilometers an hour and says, "Well, hey, that's not right. Let's test this." So this doesn't happen. This happens exceedingly rarely, but it has happened. And um, and then what typically happens is then the the prosecutors. Um, have a look at that and again look at the situation where it's a gray area and they withdraw the charges. This has happened several times. So we have had one instance where a person was actually went to that next step and now he's in a situation where they're saying you riding a vehicle without license and registration. Oh. And so now that's now they have to determine if this is a vehicle that requires registration. Right. And, and there's insurance. a whole lot of there's a whole lot of technicality around that. But I will say about say say this. So um the biggest issue that I would like, my vision for the future is that many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people will be riding these wheels around Edmonton and, and everywhere. And then I know this is going to happen. This is too too convenient. Mm. That's so what the they said about the Segway, though, too, that everyone was going to be commuting <laughs> with the Segway, segue, and, that's, and this, it just happened not to be the case. Because they're pretty pricey, these. We're talking $2,000 for one of these wheels, right? Um, it depends. So I can get you a wheel for $600, $700 if you want, to, for a very small wheel that oh. doesn't go very fast. Or I can get you that power wheel that costs six or anything in between. But I will say this, 
they actually make you money because if you can replace your car, the average cost of a car is $800 a month, right? All in, your depreciation, your gas, your insurance, your parking, all those things. If you take $800, if you park your car or sell it as I did, now it takes you two months or three months to you can buy a $2,000 wheel and after that you're making money Think about if you're a young person today and you're trying to figure out how to get around. Do I want to buy a car and spend all that money? Or could I save that money and use it for other things? It's a fascinating option. If you're going to give somebody a ride, though, they get a piggyback, right? So. <laughs> Are you taking groceries and well, a whole bunch of heavy things as well? I, I work with the car share stuff. You know, the yeah, yeah. 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 So whenever yeah. I do need a car, I just wheel my own. You're not there. going to Red Deer on a wheel? Yeah. Uh, now, whether you're going to commute or, as Terry suggested, make it a, a money-saving option, maybe you just want to do it for fun. Uh, really quickly, just the, these training sessions, you, you've hooked up with Ritchie Community League to, to put these on? So there's a couple of things. Ritchie Community League is allowing us to, uh, or is running a program to teach people how to use electric unicycles. It runs every second Saturday indoors on... on uh, uh, indoors down at the Ritchie Community League. You can yeah. look at our website, yegwheel.com, to find those dates. Um, in the summer, we'll go every week, and it'll be outdoors in the rink. And the other thing I want to mention is that uh, we have an arrangement with the Riverhawks mm. Baseball Club, and we're going to be doing th- at least three dates with them, and we'll be doing demo rides for people and showing people how they can try it out and incorporate Yeg- or, or electric unicycles into their life, or even just take a test drive and get a little bit more information. So I am fascinated by yeah. it. Yeah, and, and you're the oldest person taking it is 78, so that's kind of fascinating as well. Thanks, Terry, for coming in. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Terry O'Neill, Yeg Wheel, actually came to the station on his electric unicycle, yep. which I find fascinating. We we didn't think we thought it was a typo when we saw it in our notes today, but it was not. Bundle so up. Uh, kudos to <laughs> you. Windchill out there, Terry, for your return trip is minus 26, so. (laughs) Bundle up. See if you can get a wheel with a portable heater.